Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Yusuf, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. What's up, guys? Smash that subscribe button, because FC Barcelona have the best midfielder in the world. Pedri <laughs> with a stupendous goal against Sevilla to give us that huge, huge win, putting us up at second. Also tied on points with Sevilla and Atletico, but of course we mm -hmm. have a game in hand. Yus is a little bit under the weather today. Pretty sure he has COVID according to an at-home <laughs> test, but we're here to make things right, Yus. And like, we were so worried right on our video uh, two days ago about how there might be some some of that international break, you know, laziness or head fog that that makes us come into this game with, uh, you know, not the same level of intensity and style we had seen against Napoli, Galatasaray, Real Madrid before the break. And we saw a little bit here, but overall, just a great performance. And I was I'm just I can't believe it, man, because it's been so long since we've seen like a homegrown talent really emerge and become a world-class player. We had Messi, of course, but that was you know over a decade ago. We got Luis Suarez, Antoine Griezmann, Dembele, uh, Frankie de Jong when they were already kind of you know world-renowned players. And to see Pedri come from Las Palmas two years ago, and and to just see his development and the way he's just continued to shine and, and grow even more under Xavi, it's just it's incredible, man. I get goosebumps thinking about it and just thinking about how you know we needed that goal. It was a very tight game. Uh, Ferran Torres, uh, as usual, wasn't really able to finish a lot of good chances. Dembele had some good crosses, but Aubameyang just wasn't there. Frankie de Jong missed a few headers. And just to have Pedri get that goal, just so calm, cool, and collected, right? Faking out the defenders twice with the uh, fake shots and then just putting it away. I mean, what what a moment, right? Yeah, the whole team, you know, uh, they came out here and they did overall a pretty good job with all the concerns we had uh, in that video we made uh, two days ago. But, you know, like you're saying, Pedri just had that calm, cool composure that really won us this game. And, you know, the relying on a 19-year-old to beat the best defense in La Liga, which uh, Sevilla's only allowed 20 goals, it's just astounding. And doing it so late in the game, you know, we talked about fatigue, you know, travel fatigue and coming back and being able to perform uh, on the pitch against one of the best defenses in the league. I am so ecstatic that that was able to happen. And, and it was done beautifully, right? Like that goal was similar to the goal he had against Galatasaray. And overall, I'm just so happy that we came out and we won those three points. And now we're in second place after all the struggle Barca has gone through this season. It's kind of I mean, crazy. Think for about us to it, right? That. I think when Javi mm -hmm. took over, we were like ninth in the league and we mm -hmm. were like six points off of top four. And for us to be here with, uh, I think, nine games left in the season, uh, you know, in second is just an incredible turnaround, right? And I think the first sure. thing I loved about. Uh, you know, we, we talked about it. this month. We have a bunch of games, not only in La Liga, but in the Europa League as well. And so I was really excited to see Xavi's lineup, which is basically our strongest lineup, right? With it, which is sure. uh, Torres, Aubameyang, Dembele up front, Pedri, Busquets, Frankie de Jong in midfield, Alba, Eric, uh, Alba, Piquet, Araujo, and Danny Alves in the back line, right? And I think if you look at that lineup, the only two questions or thoughts you might have is one Eric Garcia has been performing really well lately and so seeing Eric Garcia pair with PK and then possibly Araujo as the right back uh, you know worked out well for us against Real Madrid although in that game we were trying to get Araujo as right back because of Vinicius's pace uh, and then of course Serginio Dest is still injured otherwise I think he has a case to be put in there ahead of Alves at this point but you know looking at that lineup there's there's not much you can be upset about right I think uh, Xavi very smartly right one of the biggest games left in our season besides the Europa League comes out with full force. 
Yeah, and I think he did it rightly so. Everything's fair. Dembele seems like he is being a front choice over Traore recently, right? And he has been performing uh, exceptionally well with his uh, runs, his passing, his getting into open spaces, which I'm totally happy about. And of course, you know, he has this very... um, he has this uh, affinity towards Ferran Torres and playing him, despite sometimes he, he not being able to finish and score goals for us, as we saw today, right? He probably had a good four or five chances that he could have put away or at least done From a better Dembele, job. Right. And I think, <laughs> yeah, that's I think what, what, what you're really right about is that, uh, you know, Dembele unlocks a few players in our team to play, I think, to their full potential in a way that Shari doesn't. And we saw it today, right? Number one, like you're saying, Ferran Torres and Dembele have a very good interplay. Uh, you know, Dembele seems to look for Torres a lot and really put him, you know, some some possible assists on a silver platter. And then I think the other player who Dembele did get an assist to today is Pedri, right? I think when sure. Dembele's over on the wing, when he's causing so much havoc, having, you know, the, the opponent's like left back or center back kind of move over to him, it really makes their midfield shift. And then it gives Pedri a lot more space on the pitch to work with. And Frankie Jong too, right? Even though Pedri... Uh, rightfully so is getting the fanfare for this match in that first half Frankie de Jong was really instrumental and I love seeing Frankie de Jong taking the ball going forward you know making runs calling for the ball putting him into an opportunity in like the 10th minute to get a header in on net and so it's just overall our offense is looking so dynamic and then it's it's being supported by a much much improved defense right even no, for before sure. even last summer before we you know knew Messi was gone or, or that we knew you know our form would be so bad under Komen the thing we talked about a lot was we really are going to have a bad defense this season and to see Xavi make our defense even better without really any big signings uh it is so awesome you know and I'm just I'm so excited to see that PK is looking young even though Shakira made that post about how he's having pain in his knee and Xavi's referenced it <laughs> he looked really spry out there running all over a few big sliding tackles and then Ronald Araujo just continues to be like one of the best center backs in the world and his ability to, to, to block out opponents and you know also his size and stature to kind of push around some of the opposing center forwards and midfielders it's it's uh it's really awesome to see doesn't it seem like, uh, you know, as of re- recently especially, that Javi's bringing the best out of some of these players, right? And a lot of times we talked about how maybe the training mm-hmm. wasn't intense enough and uh, all these other factors. But now it seems like everybody is fitting together very well. They know their roles in the, on the pitch. They're able to execute it a little better. And I truly think, like... All of this is stemming from a systematic overhaul, overall change, right? Like you just said, our defense is uh, is supporting us now. We don't have to rely on Ter Stegen missing a lot of saves, but you know, it, the ball's not hitting Ter Stegen a lot. It's being bl- snuffed out before it even gets there by Alba, by Araujo, by Pique, um, sometimes by Alaves if he's fast enough. Some. Um, and then overall, well, I think yeah. the transition of the midfield is also very strong in what we see. Obviously, Pedri's being crazy on the ball, getting the ball away from the, their defense and able to push the ball forward and get it to our front lines, especially Dembele in this game. But go ahead. Well, no, you're totally right, man. And, and that's a that's a really good point is that ever since, you know, basically 2015 when we got Rakitic and Suarez, we've had a, a continuous theme of not seeing signings improve at Barca. Right, we have the one-off sure. Paulinho, who you know actually did really well under us. But you know Arturo Vidal. You think about Griezmann. You think about Dembele. You think about Frankie De Jong. We had a long string of players. Semedo, right? Semedo, uh, Gomes, mm. right? I'm going through the the brain <laughs> on some of these past transfers that we've had, and we always said like, man, no one comes to Barca and does better. 
And that was a, a really worrying sign that I think was, you know, kind of foreboding about the fact that our team would stagnate and we would end up how we were under Komen at the end there. And so that, that that's one of the best things about Javi is he's seeming to get the best out of every single player we have, right? There's not a player really who you can say has come and, and is underperforming. And that goes with transfers, right? Whether it's um, sure. Ferran Torres, whether it's Aubameyang, and it goes with existing players. Frankie Jong is playing a lot better than he had been for the last, you know, six months, right? Uh, Busquets is playing much better. Uh, PK, Jordi Alba. And so all around the pitch, you just see that all of our players are are getting better and putting out better performances. And it's just a testament to Xavi. And even though we had been a little bit uncertain when he first came about some of his choices, some of his lineups, maybe some of his substitutions, I mean, he's really just, just the proof is in the pudding, right? Like you can't, there's sure. no way you can be that critical now when you see just how stupendous our results have been. And now we're one of the most informed teams in Europe, right? Not just La Liga, but all across Europe, besides like Man City, Liverpool, Bayern Munich. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of teams that are better than us right now. And of course, it's a shame we didn't have a chance to put that up in front of the Champions League. But, <laughs> you know, we got this Europa League coming. And I don't know if you guys caught in our last video, but you and I will be going to Spain uh, in May, hopefully to see Barca in the Europa League, although that is still to be determined. But looking ahead here, I got one question for you about the Frankfurt game, which is, mm -hmm. are there any changes in the lineup you want to see? Or do you think that, as we said earlier, this is our best starting lineup and this is what we want to see going forward? Um, <clears throat> there is, for what I want to see, I don't think I would change anything particularly just because I think um, overall uh, that lineup is what I would ideally hope for. But you know, in the Europa League, we're not going to have Dest. And so for two... Daniel or, sorry. Danny Alves, and we're or also Des. not going to have Des mm -hmm. because of his injury. So then we're going to have to shift that lineup back around, and I think they'll, he'll probably slot in Araujo on the right side for uh, Des and or Alves, and then he'll probably put Eric Garcia in in place of uh, the right back. And then other than that, though, I mean, like, uh, I think giving Torres and Aubameyang a chance to play the game at the beginning, at least in the first 45, is good. Um, and then uh, evaluate the situation at the half is usually a good strategy. Uh, a lot of times I would, like in this game, for example, I thought Aubameyang should have been pulled off earlier, but that didn't happen until much, much later after uh, uh, Pedri scored that goal. So it didn't really matter at that point. I think we had locked down the game. But sure. I don't think there should be any other changes other than that. No, I, I don't either. And I think this yeah. is a, you know, this is our, our kind of A-list lineup and the one that we should go with, uh, with the changes you mentioned about having the slot in Araujo and Eric Garcia in that back line. But other than that, I feel good, man. I, we were so worried about a little bit of a slump after international break in the team. Sure. You know, even though it was a 1-0 victory, that was could have been tight, right? Especially at the end, you saw Ter Stegen almost fumble an opportunity. We could have also <laughs> easily scored two, three, four goals. And so, you know, it's just going to be a continuous struggle for us because when we do rotate sure. more players, like we talked about on our previous video we're going to need to be more clinical right especially in some of these games for instance next weekend where we you know we have a, a Europa League game Thursday and then we have one the next Thursday we might want to rest Aubameyang Torres and Dembele and put in Traore Luke De Jong and you know maybe Gabi up front and so in those type of situations it's going to be really important for us to be super clinical and you know we're going to have to rest Frankie De Jong some we're going to have to rest Busquets rest PK rest Jordi Alba and so that will be kind of like the the trick of this month is how Xavi's able able to keep us winning points so that we for sure secure top four and hopefully for sure secure, uh, you know, proceeding on in the Europa League, but also how we don't lose our rhythm and we, you know, we keep our A-list team ready for uh, these big Europa League games. But with that, please hit the subscribe button. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you after the Europa League game on Thursday.